The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by Sports Gambling Podcast's Final Four Watch Party. The Saturday sweat out your bets and win prizes with Ryan, Sean and Colby over on youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. Coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Monday, March the 27th. We are three days out from opening day. Couldn't be more excited. So we've got the whole crew together um, to give out some divisional picks and more importantly, some uh, awards and stat leader uh, bets as well. Um, first, uh, batting one tonight. Leading us off, uh, Mr. Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, how are you doing? The band is back together. Uh, three days away, like you mentioned, for the MLB season, man. It creeps up so fast, but excited to be back with you guys. Another six, seven, eight months of dealing with Malcolm on the daily. So for you listening, yeah. there, please pray for me. Yep, I am going to troll you so hard this summer, Moonaf. You will not believe it. Um <laughs> Hey, he hates it. Uh, batting two after a, a difficult rookie season. Uh, but we're going to give him a little bit more run second time around um, is Mr. Dylan Rock. <laughs> Dylan, how you doing? What's going on, boys? Good to be with you. Yeah, we got the band back together. Uh, tough to hear that narco song. I'll tell you that. <laughs> tough, tough to hear oh, that song. Uh, but we're doing good, and I can't wait to get into these futures. Like, my, uh, like Moonoff said, we're three days away from opening day. I can't wait. And last but not least, back and clean up tonight uh, is Mr. Noah Benick. Noah, how are you? I'm doing well, guys, and I'm already a buffoon. I was on mute. I said, did somebody say band? And I played that, but oh, you know, man. It, is, it is what it is. I mean, it's it's our first full episode of the year. It was bound to happen, right? He's <laughs> buffooned himself inside three minutes on the first preview show of the uh, of the season. Anyone about the under three minutes, uh, you're a winner already. Um, so, yeah, we've got... Um, we're going to firstly have a look at our best bets and divisional plays. However, there are six divisional previews out there uh, floating around in the ether, so get yourself involved in those. Uh, so we'll touch on those first uh, very quickly, but then the, the meat and potatoes of tonight's show is going to be the awards. We've got MVPs and Cy Youngs and rookies and everything else that you could throw a stick at. Um, I will first tell you about the WinBet, the official online sportsbook, of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet active in Massachusetts and tons of other states. Uh, be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 till 6 p.m. Eastern time during WinBet Win Hour. Marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. And March Madness is here. Loads of ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today to receive that special offer. Bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. And of course, our DGENs, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. 
Loads to choose from. Head to winbet.com or download the Winbet app. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through Winbet is available. If you assume you're a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Um, this promotion is absolutely ridiculous. The Masters promotion. Um, you can hang out with Sean and Ryan at Stadium Swim and watch the biggest golf tournament in the world. You can win a three-night stay at Circle Las Vegas. Stand with the guys. The contest is completely free to enter or just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash golf party. If you don't win the contest, you can still get a discount on a room uh, using the promo code SGP15. And the final four watch party as well. Uh, you can hang out with the boys on the YouTube channel. Um, the entire Saturday of final four action, live bets, prize giveaways, and much more. Subscribe to youtube.com slash sportsgamblingpodcast and tune in on Saturday. Right, we will start with, we run through the American League first. Uh, we'll hand it off to Munaf. Give us your uh, American League winners and the best bet in each division, Munaf. Yeah, uh, so for American League, we'll start with the American League uh, East division winner. I got the Blue Jays around plus 250. Best bet as far as win total, raise under 89 and a half. AL Central division winner, Cleveland Guardians. Um, and then the uh, best bet win total, Royals under 69 and a half. AL West division winner, got to stay chalky with the hometown team, the Houston Astros. Uh, best bet in that division, I'm going to go with the Angels under 81 and a half. Uh, yeah, that's American League right there, three for three out of three. Okay, a little bit chalky, Moonaf, and we've already uh, had one argument tonight. I'll throw mine out now because we had a little argument already about the, the Kansas City Royals. Um, I've got the race winning the AL East. I just think it's very, very tight. It's a three-horse race. Uh, so I think at the prices, Tampa Bay are value. Um, my best bet was the Red Sox to go over. Um, over the, the number is 77.5. Um, I'm over on the Kansas City Royals as well, so completely in contrast to Moonaf, where I've got the Minnesota Twins winning that division and more fool me you can all laugh I fully expect it I'm taking the LA Angels again um, at 11 to 1 to win the AL West and a lot of my uh, best bets come from the basement area here Oakland over 59 and a half I think Oakland are going to smash this um, I think they can get the 66 so yeah I'm happy with Oakland uh, Dylan uh, American League yeah, so American League, uh, we'll start with the East. I'm high on the Blue Jays. I took them at plus 200 to win the division. Um, best bet for that for that division, I got two. I like the over 91.5 for the Blue Jays, and I like over 76 for the Orioles. Um, AL Central, going to stay with the Guardians. I think they're the best team. I, I think it's a two-team race between them and the Twins. Chicago has a little upside, but... Uh, I, I like that. I like Detroit Tigers over 67 and a half wins. I think they were just so unlucky last season. I think they can't get worse than that. Um, Houston, I'm going to be a little chalky as well at minus 185 to win the division. And I'm going to take the Texas Rangers under their win total. Okay, do And uh, Noah, so we've got no no team rides so far. Noah, have you, uh, have you got any different directions for us? Uh, yeah. Uh, so, Starting off at the AL Central, I was on that podcast with you guys. Um, I have Cleveland winning the division, and my best bet is actually Cleveland outright plus 130. Um, I'm going with that price rather than the win total because 
them playing a little bit more teams outside of the AL Central does scare me away from the win total. They don't they are losing out on 14 games combined against the Kansas City Royals and the Detroit Tigers. So just take them to win the division plus money. Um, AL East, I have Tampa Bay winning the division, and I'm on the Baltimore Orioles under 76 and a half. And then the AL West, I have Houston winning division, and I'm on the Seattle Mariners under 87 and a half. Okay. Um, the a few more Maverick picks kicking around on our spreadsheet here for the uh, – for the National League, uh, Moonaf, what have you got? All right, National League, let's start with the East. I'm really high on the Braves this year, so uh, double best bet, or double uh, Atlanta Braves action, we can say. Braves to win the division, and then over 95.5 on their win total. Uh, NL Central, I do like the Cardinals to win the division, uh, but also do like the Cubbies to get over their win total as the best bet for the win total, 77.5. Uh, NL West, um, the Dodgers, I do think they take a step back. I, I still think they're a great regular season team, but did mention this on the uh, on SGP earlier. Going to sprinkle a little bit on the Diamondbacks to win the division. Um, mm. I, I'm getting those feelings of the San Francisco Giants from a couple of seasons ago from this team. I think it's a possibility. Sprinkle a little bit on that 40-1. to 1, And then best bet win total for the NL West, Rockies under 65 and a half. So, yeah, my picks here for the NL East, um, just to, again, fly in the face of all you people, especially uh, Serial, who's just joined the chat, um, who constantly accuses me of being a New York Mets fan. Um, I'm taking the Atlanta Braves to win the NL East here. Um, my best bet, however, comes down in the basement again. I take the Washington Nationals to get over 59 and a half. I think the cards are a good thing um, in the NL Central. They're really quite hard to oppose. Again, it's the bottom team. It's Pittsburgh over 66 and a half. I know um, Noah will probably expand on, on Pittsburgh in a little minute, but I've got them going sort of about 73 games, Pittsburgh. And yeah, the Dodgers, bit of a down season. I think the Padres will win the division, but we've just talked with Sean and Ryan on the main show, Munaf, and we were all over the D-backs. Um, I live bet the D-backs... Um, on a show with Dylan, if you remember that, about three months ago. I was it Dylan or Noah? I can't remember, but I put some, uh, I stuck some money on the D-backs to win the division at 40 to 1. But my best bet with for Arizona here is Arizona to make the playoffs, which is a price of plus 4.75. They still can do that uh, from third place, obviously, um, with, the extended, uh, with the expanded playoffs. So, yeah, I think Arizona are live in all sorts of markets, and they're going to be lots of fun to watch. Um, now, this would have been a team ride on Atlanta, um, but we have to introduce Dylan Rockford at this point, Dylan. Uh, yeah, so I'll start in the NL Central. I'm agreeing with all you guys. I think the Cardinals are the best play. Um, a little chalky at minus 130, but I like the Cubbies to go over their win total. I like Pirates to go over their win total. Um, NL East, oh, man, I, I was on the pod with Adam and Moonoff a few weeks ago, and I did take the Mets, but that was before Edwin Diaz went down. I don't think we win the division now, so it's going to go to the Braves. Um, I still think we win about 90 maybe 90 92 95 games uh, i like the marlins win total over nl west as mu a lot of people are building up the padres i just don't know uh i do think the dodgers squeak out the division i think it is going to be close and i'm i'm with you Munoff. i think the rockies might be one of the worst teams so i like their under win total as well okay and uh no i finish this off here 
So starting with the NL East, Atlanta Braves winning it, and I also have them as my best bet over 95.5 wins. In the NL Central, I'm going a little bit different than all you guys. I like the Milwaukee Brewers. I think their pitching staff is just outstanding. And my best bet is the Chicago Cubs over 77.5 wins. And then for the NL NL West, give me the Los Angeles Dodgers. I think their bullpen is the best in the MLB still. And my best bet is Arizona Diamondbacks over 74 and a half wins. I'm not getting crazy with any playoff bets or uh, uh, win winning the division bets, but I still like them over 74 and a half wins. Okay, so yeah, the uh, three of the four uh, members of the team here very sweet on the Diamondbacks, and yeah, I think they are going to be one of the most fun teams to watch. Um, as ever, the YouTube channel is open and uh, welcoming your comments. We've uh, Dylan's in there as well as Cereal and Phil from MD, a new name in there to me. So uh, good evening to everyone in there. Thank you for joining us. Uh, tell a friend to tell a friend, etc. Um, always a fun place to be. And the Discord channel as well, especially with like Thursday night opening day is going to be absolutely brilliant in there. Um, so yeah, we've briefly touched on the divisions, but we can get a little bit more into our handicaps of the various awards now. We've got nine or ten the, uh, some people have made picks in every category. Some of us have just made picks in one or two. If you've got anything you want to shout out um, in the comments section, give us a shout uh, and we'll uh, we'll discuss those picks as well. But we'll start off with MVP. Um, I'll lead us off here. I've picked, there's a, there's a couple of categories because it's such a wide open market um, and you get some big price ones. I've picked two players in a couple of these categories. So my AL MVP um, first one's quite chalky, and it's Mike Trout. Um, I just think he's going to have a really, really big season. The, there was that huge scare last year with the back injury where people were talking about him maybe not even being able to play again. Uh, or if he did, he'd be able to play three days a week or what have you. Um, well, that didn't come to fruition. And he's actually looked better than ever. He looks healthier than ever. Um, he was full of beans in... The, in the WBC, enjoying himself, was um, having a good time as well as swinging the bat beautifully. So I think Mike Trout's just primed for a good season. And the second name I put in there was Bo Bichette. Uh, the way Bo Bichette finished last season uh, was a, it was an MVP calibre sort of last month, last six weeks of the season. So I think if Bo Bichette can crack on the way he did, um, he's very live at 50 to 1. I do think he's going to have a great season and I wanted to find a market for him and I was struggling with a lot of them, hits, RBIs, etc. Um, but this one at 50 to 1 looks huge for me. The National League, I've got one pick here and it's Ronald Acuna Jr. I think he's going 30-30. I think he's going to have a stellar season. I've already mentioned that I like Atlanta to go deep into the season. If they're going to do that, they're going to do it behind an MVP season off Ronald Acuna Jr. So those are my picks. Um, we'll pass it across to uh, Munaf. Yeah, uh, American League, I'm going to go with Kyle Tucker, 25-1 to 1 for the Astros. Uh, back-to-back seasons where he's hit 30, uh, at least 30 home runs, actually exactly 30 home runs. Had a 107 RBI season last year, 25 stolen bases. I think he can get into the realm of 30-plus stolen bases this year. And, again, repeat the production that he had over the last two seasons for the Astros. He's really going to have to pick up the slack as well, right? Altuve is going to be out at least for two months. He should be a guy that's going to benefit from the defensive shift being banned now, being a left-handed batter. Um, So I do like Kyle Tucker, 25-1. to Jose Ramirez, 15-1 to as well. Um, Just one of the more consistent guys 
um, in the entire MLB. Guy can that can bat from left uh, the left side of the plate, right side of the plate as well. Should be up there in RBIs. Another guy that can get 30 home runs as well at minimum for that Cleveland Guardians team. Those two I do like in the American League. National League, uh, I'm going to stick with my guy. I've been a fan with, of him since he was with the came up with the Nationals. Trey Turner, man. Uh, just a five-star player, five-tool player. The guy can hit for average. Um, we saw he had a great World, uh, World Baseball Classic. I think that uh, translates into the season for the Phillies. Won't be surprised if he leads in hits and runs scored, even stolen bases. It's just a pleasure to watch. Hopefully he can stay healthy for this Phillies team, but at that top of the lineup, um, he's he's going to be a, a force to be reckoned with, especially uh, with the Phillies in the National League. So plus eight fifty trade Turner for me in the National League. Um, no uh, MVP picks from Dylan, so we uh, go straight on to Noah. What have you got? Yeah, I'm sorry, boys, but unless somebody does something historic, like break a home run record or being a you know uh, just in the in the storylines like every day. AL MVP belongs to Shohei Otani, in my opinion, plus 190. Being a superstar pitcher every six days and in the top five in the AL hitters for home runs is going to get you the AL MVP unless Aaron Judge hits 63 in a season. I really do think that plus money on Shohei Otani is definitely uh, worth it. Um, and then for my longer shot, it comes in the NL side. Uh, I'm taking Pete Alonso, 15 to one. I like my Florida Gator to win it this year because he is the key cog in this Mets offense. All of the other guys at the top of this market have sidekicks on their offense and could potentially divert some of the attention from the guy that you want to pick. Plus, add in that he's playing in New York. It helps the voting narrative. And for Pete Alonso, who led the NL in RBIs by far last year, I think it's worth it at 15-1. to 1. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll take your Otani uh, bat on the Noah, and I'll run that into my Cy Young pick because you're right. You can't ignore uh, Otani. It's just what precisely he's going to do now. Um, so I've got him up at 12-1 to 1 here for the AL Cy Young. Obviously, the, the kind of... The, the thing that would hold you back from from backing him is kind of the workload, possibly, if they are going to run with a hybrid six-man rotation or not. Is he going to get enough innings in? But honestly, he just keeps doing things that are so superhuman, getting better and better and better. And again, you just saw the the, the WBC, he was, he was he was reaching back to as yet unta- untapped depths in terms of his velocity, etc. So I'm just expecting incredible things. So I had to stick him in somewhere. Um, so I'm happy with Otani. And I've got a fancy price one here just for Munaf. Um, Chris Sale at 100 to 1. A uh, little bit of a bounce back in the twilight of his career. Um, he's been injured, but when he's back on the mound, he's going to take some stopping. I've watched him a couple of times in spring training. Um, I tried to convince Noah to draft him in a couple of the drafts that we did together. Uh, we never did quite manage it. But yeah, Chris Sale at 100 to 1 uh, for me. Munaf, are you going to get on the uh, on the Boston Red Sox, Chris Sale? It wasn't my fault. He, he got sniped from us along with like a couple no, of okay. our other targets. It's never your fault, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 101, uh, Mal, I, I can't argue against that, right? Uh, we saw last year, you know, Furlander, I mean, 25, the one coming off of Tommy John. I know Chris Sell hasn't been the guy that they, or since the Red Sox won the title a couple seasons ago, but they're really going to need him after Chris Sale. It's pretty much a shit show for this uh, Red Sox uh uh, pitching rotation. I know your guy Bellows in there as well, but uh, they're really yeah, going to be that that top uh, that top ace pitcher for the Red Sox. But 
Uh, for me, I agree with you about Otani. If you got to stick him somewhere, I, I'll take the twelve to one odds on him to win the MVP. Uh, sorry, the uh, Cy Young. If Mike Trout stays healthy, let's say he plays 130, 140 games this upcoming season, we know the production's going to be there. So I just feel like they're going to take votes away from each other. I think that they'll really need to rely on Otani on the pitching side. I know they picked up Tyler Anderson. Uh, they do have Patrick Sandoval, Jose Suarez in, in that pitching rotation. But you kind of just look at the numbers of what Otani's done pitching wise. Uh, over the last two seasons, it's really been incredible to see. He pitched 166 innings last year, 15 and 9, 2.33 ERA. Um, if he can bump up the wins a little more in you know a couple, maybe like nine, ten more innings, I think he could be in that conversation for Cy Young. Finished fourth last year in the uh, Cy Young uh, voting as well. Another guy I do like uh, for Cy Young is, is going to be um, Christian Javier uh, for the Astros with the departure of. Uh, Justin Verlander, Framber Valdez, and Christian Javier are going to be number one and number two. But Javier's been that guy for the Astros over the last couple of seasons where he's kind of been a hybrid boat. He's been starting a few games where they need him to or really coming out of the bullpen. But now he's going to be a full-time starter for this uh, Astros rotation. We know the strikeout numbers for him, um, that he has offense to support the runs that he'll need. I think that uh, at, well, I think it was at 15-1 to 1 for him to win Cy Young. I really do like that as well. Um, and then for the National League, um, Julio Urias, 20 to 1. He's going to be the frontline pitcher now for the Dodgers. No Walker Bueller for probably the, the entire year. I think Clayton Kershaw will still be that guy, but he's a year older. Um, last season, you take a look at his numbers a sub 2 5 ERA, 17 wins. The prior year, he had 20 wins. So I think that, again, being on the Dodgers, where eyes are going to be on this Dodgers team, I think that he can, again, if he repeats the performance last year of what he did, I think there's uh, a, a strong possibility at 20 to 1 that he can win the Cy Young. Okay, I like that. Moving off. Uh, Christian Javier in the American League. Uh, Dylan, I think he was one of your guys. Yes, sir. So I got two for uh, the American League. I got Kevin Gossman at 15 to 1. I'm high on the Blue Jays team this year. Like I said, I like their win total over. But Gossman, he came into the season expressing how disappointed in the way he pitched last season. I know it's only spring training, but he didn't give up a run in spring training. He has a great splitter that it's very hard to hit. I think the Blue Jays will win a lot of games this season. And I know Alex Manoa, he's kind of the guy who gets most of the attention in headlines. But I feel like Gossman, he's a steadier guy. You kind of know what you're going to get from him night in and night out. So 15 to 1, I like him for a bounce back year. American Cy Young, I also like Christian Javier. I got him at 21 to 1. Another guy I'm high on, uh, he only pitched 146 innings last year with the Astros, and Munoz said it perfectly. Sometimes you see him in the pen. Sometimes you see him in the starting. So I don't know why Houston really doesn't love the guy, but I think me and Munoz really do. I think he had 194 strikeouts in those 146 innings, uh, second in the league in strikeout rate. And if I could go right into it, uh, Malcolm, I like Christian Javier to win, to be the strikeout leader as well at 27 to one Verlander's gone. And I think the Astros are going to ask more out of him. And I just really love his stuff. And I also like Dylan Cease at uh, 10 to one to be another strikeout leader, a little shorter odds than Christian Javier, but you know, Cease, he ended 2022 racked up the fifth most strikeouts, 227. 
you know, he's only 27, and I think he takes another step forward with this White Sox. He ended uh, last year 91 percentile in whiff rate, 88 percentile in strikeout rate, 11.1 Ks through nine innings. That was fourth in the MLB. So he's always a threat to go in deep in games, worked at least seven complete six-inning games seven times last season. So as, as, as long as he avoids any setbacks, I think he has a good chance to uh, end the year as a strikeout king. So those are four plays. My bad. That's okay. You're uh, you're very welcome to crack on with that. Um, Noah, I think you make it a third vote for Christian Javier. Yeah, last year I fell in love with Michael Kopech, a two-pitch pitcher who developed a third in the offseason to add to a dominant fastball. Kopech was outstanding until about May when he suffered an injury on Sunday Night Baseball. But I think I was in the right headspace with the pick, and this year I went similar with a guy who's a little bit more proven, it's Christian Javier at 18 to one. I found him um, last year. Javier broke out, but he was still that reliever starter, like both Munaf and Dylan were talking about. And to cut this one short, because they've already talked about him enough, it's it's the Justin Verlander leaving that narrative. Javier stepping in and being dominant, if he can be dominant, I think that's a great narrative for voters uh, to vote him AL Cy Young. And then for the NL side. I'm high on this Milwaukee Brewers team, and I'm taking both of their studs, Corbin Burns plus 550 and Brandon Woodruff 19 to 1. I think both of these guys will be the reason why Milwaukee wins the NL Central this year. Therefore, I think they both have a very good chance of taking home the Cy Young. Woodruff, when healthy, I think he has the more dominant repertoire, and I think he's been underpriced in this market in general because he didn't pitch much last year. He had that injury, and we all know how nasty Corbin Burns is with the cutter-sinker combo. So, yeah, give me those two guys. Uh, I think, I mean, we're, we're talking strikeout leader, too. Uh, my strikeout leader is Corbin Burns, and I think the main reason why I have him over a guy like Javier, I like Javier, but I don't know if he's going to get the innings. Last year, he had pitched 161 innings off the top of my head and it was the by far the most he's ever pitched in his career burns has done it time and time again i'd rather just take the nine to one on burns to lead the league in strikeouts okay so yeah a lot of people's strikeout leader is um following that side young pick moon i've had christian javier is his strikeout leader as well the same as dylan um i didn't i forgot to give up my national league um Cy Young. So two in here because one of them is my strikeout leader following the same pattern and that's Spencer Strider um, at 11 to 1 and 12 to 1 to lead in strikeouts. I just think the amount of keys per nine he racks up, if he can add on not many more innings, if he can add on 25 or 30 more innings, uh, which in his second season, I don't see why not. He looks like a big, strong boy. Uh, he's been pitching really well in spring training behind a very good Atlanta Braves team as well. Uh, Strider looks good at 11-1. to 1, And I cannot believe we are 26 minutes into the show and no one's mentioned Jacob deGrom at 40-1. to 1. Uh, He's the best pitcher in baseball, isn't he? Dylan's got about to shake his head clean off his shoulders. Um, he had a little... A little oblique or something in spring training, but then came out and it's just throwing fire again. Um, man, this is a great price to grow at 481. Dylan, what's up with this to pick? He's gonna get injured. He's made <laughs> That's what it is. Like, I love he the isn't. guy when, when, he, when he's healthy, he's the best pitcher in baseball. But can you really and how good? I mean, I think Noah's high on the Rangers, but do you really think the Rangers are gonna be that good where he could win 20 games? I don't. I, I think he went, even if he wins 10, 11, well, we did see him win uh, Cy Young with the Mets when he only won like 10, 11 games that one year. But I don't know. I just think he, I don't think he 
even makes 2021 starts. And I don't, I'm not high on the Rangers, so I, I don't see it. I'm sorry. I just think that 40 to one price is gigantic because I think he was, he was plus 350 last year or thereabouts. Might have even been a bit shorter, sort of two or three to one. And all of a sudden you're getting 40 to one. And he's effectively the same bloke. The injury history was there last season. So I just think it represents great. We could be scratching our heads in the middle of June thinking, wow, Malcolm's the cleverest bloke we've ever met. I know Moonaf says that Where quite regularly. But... Sorry? Where do you see 40 to 1? I see oh, 40 to 1. Win bet. That's our presenting sponsor. Come on. Uh, maybe that's an offline conversation, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, be, yeah, because Jacob DeGrom's like the leader, right? I see for Cy Young, I see plus yeah. 550. No, yeah, that's what I see. Leader. I can leave right. oh. 12 to 1. Strikeout oh. leader. Um, okay. while, while Dylan oh, okay. mentioned it, I am high on the Rangers. I like their pitching staff a ton, but a lot of them have injury concerns that I just can't put my money on in the preseason. I, I really, honestly, like I love throwing out picks here left and right. And how many of them I actually take, there's not many because for me, sprinkling on a, a load of shit in the preseason can go wrong in many ways. And one of them is injuries. And with yeah. that Rangers pitching staff, it's got injury trouble written all over it, I think. Right. Okay. I'm going to come clean here. I've just loaded that market up again. Jacob DeCombe is now plus 550. So either, <laughs> either I made a small boo-boo yesterday when I looked at it, or... The, uh, the eyes in the sky have been watching me and the, the bookmakers have panicked and have nipped it in from 40 to 1 into plus 5.50. Anyway, plus 5.50 is still a winner. Shut up, you're all idiots. Um, I am a buffoon. Luckily, Captain Insano is not here. Um, we don't think they're pointed out. Um, right, we'll move quickly on then. Having said that, I'll tell you what we'll do in ad read. That'll, um, that'll take the wind out of your sails. Uh, underdog Fantasy uh, continues their March Madness College Pick'em. Uh, it's a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favourite college basketball player props and great NBA and NHL daily games. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Okay, rookies, rookies, rookies. Next, rookie of the year. I will lead us off. In the American League, I have two again. Um, the first one is the New York Yankees shortstop, um, Anthony Volpe. Um, Oni was confirmed as breaking camp yesterday. I think they announced that news, which is, and that really is what you need for, for the rookie of the year is opportunity um, and Volpe is going to get this and I think now they're just going to let him run and I know Yankees fans can get a little bit ahead of themselves I saw lots of people yesterday comparing him to Derek Jeter who I think was the last shortstop to kind of break camp as a rookie and then just run with it forever um, so there's a few early comps there but he's on a good side um, Dylan can tell us a little bit more about him maybe I think he's from from round the corner from Dylan and the second Player is Josh Young. Josh Young, who we going with um, yeah. on the Texas Rangers? Fourteen to one shot again. Opportunity um, was supposed to do okay last year. He was uh, niggled a little bit with injuries, but I like those two. And then in the National League, I've gone right up to a fancy price. Um, this is a player who needs the opportunity, but if they do, will hit. Has been hitting in spring training, and the New York Mets won't be afraid of giving Brett Beatty a lot of run there. So Brett Beatty at a hundred to one, if he can establish himself in that lineup, I think he's going to be live. Munaf. 
Yeah, I had to find a way to uh, work in a Red Sox player somewhere. So I took their Japanese uh, offseason signing, um, Masataka Yoshida, uh, to win Rookie of the Year around 5-1. to one. I know those odds have really plummeted um, this late or this close to the season, I should say. But, I mean, you take a look at what this guy did in Japan. Uh, he didn't bat a single season under 290, except majority of his seasons he batted well above 300 uh, for his team. Now he comes over to the Red Sox where there is a lot um, – of offense, I should say, that departed in the offseason with Xander Bogarts and J.D. Martinez. It seems like that uh, Alex Cora has him slated to bad cleanup for this team. So I do like it at 5-1. to one. He should be able to hit for average, hit some hit for power, and also rack up the RBIs as well. So I took him at 5-1. to one, And that went a little chalky in the National League. Uh, Corbin Carroll at 4-1. to one. Um, He should be in that leadoff spot for the Diamondbacks. A guy that could, you know, steal base, has so much speed. He should be at the top of uh, run scored, um, getting on base hits and things like that. So I think at four to one, uh, I didn't, I, there was nobody really else that kind of stuck out to me as far as National League. So I just took chalk at four to one. Yeah, like you said, there's lots of um, fun players in that, uh, in that Arizona team. So uh, Dylan, do you have a rookie for us? Yeah, uh, just real quick on Anthony Volpe. Yeah, yes, he's sorry. from like 20, 20 minutes around the corner from me. But uh, yeah, love the kid. He was great in high school ball, uh, college, and now he gets the starting job. Plus 650 for a guy that's probably going to play every day. I like that play. Uh, I got I went chalk. I went Gunnar Henderson from the Orioles. He's a guy that got called up last year. I think, you know, I think he deserves to be the favorite. I think he's going to be an everyday player. They moved on from Trey Mancini last year. And, you know, I think he's going to benefit from not having to play the division as much as they're used to the Yankees, Blue Jays, Rays. It's just a loaded division. So I think they'll be a little better. And I think Gunnar Henderson has some value. And as for the National League, nothing that I really stuck out to me. I like Kode Senga from the Mets at plus 800. I think he could win. 15 20 games but it's hard to give it to a pitcher uh maybe jordan walker he made the opening day roster as well for the cardinals uh i think he's going to be a stud as well so those would be my two plays for the national league um noah this is in your wheelhouse you're our uh, top rookie guy so what did you find for us yeah so i had josh young written down for al rookie of the year but i'm like you know i'm only going to stick to one long shot and i'm considering 10 or higher 10 to 1 or higher as, as a long shot i've got to go with a brand play i'm using the same narrative as i did with javier justin verlander leaves and now a kid from my area we, we talked about volpe being 20 minutes away from dylan a kid from my area metro detroit wayne state university grad steps in He's modeled himself basically completely after a Justin Verlander prototype. And he's got the same repertoire, same mantra, same same way he carries himself about uh, him doing his business. And, you know, it, it really is quite cool to see him do him on the big stage. And it, it looks like the side-by-side -side looks like Justin Verlander. I think that's your narrative. If he takes off, 13-1 to is definitely live here. This is the play I like a little bit more, though, in the National League. I'm going down the list, and at 30-1, to Malcolm's talking about opportunity. That's all you need to win the Rookie of the Year. Garrett Mitchell, 30-1. to He's on the Milwaukee Brewers. He's a 5-2 player getting an opportunity in this opening day lineup. He's going to play in center field. 
I mean, this lineup, it's not going to be a top five lineup in, in the league for sure. If this kid breaks out 30 to one is just too much value for an everyday starter who's going to hit for average, hit for bombs and swipe bags. So I love Garrett Mitchell 30 to one. Okay. Yeah. Um, Mitchell's got a lot of um, fantasy traction as a, as a, a sleeper, probably not much of a sleeper anymore because his name's well and truly out there now. Uh, we will move on to the saves leader. Um, I have taken um, Josh Ada at plus 750. I think the Padres are going to go well this season. They've got to, the, the Dodgers have opened the door uh, for the Padres. Let's see if they can step through it or not. But I think Josh Ada settled down a little bit. Uh, certainly towards the back end of his stint. He was a little bit wobbly when he first got there, but he settled down and he's going to get games to save. And um, at a bigger price, he does old teammate, uh, Devin Williams, back on the Brewers. Uh, they're going to play a lot of tight games. There's going to be um, games to save for him. He's the undisputed closer in that bullpen. There's no committee there or anything. So he's at plus 750 in Williams. It's uh, 16 to 1 for me for the saves, Munaf. Yeah, agreement with you on uh, Josh Hader. You take a look over, I think over the past three to four seasons in the MLB, it's really been a San Diego Padres closure that's really been at the top. If you even go back to Kirby Yates when he led the uh, league in saves, and then you had Josh Hader, who's been consistent as well. I think you're right, um, Malcolm, that I know he was in a little bit of uh, trying to find his legs when he got to uh, San Diego. I know he was dealing with some stuff, um, I think, in his personal life as well when he got there, but... He found his form again for this Padres team. I think they can carry that into this year. Again, we're expecting the Padres to win any from where from 85 to 90 to 92 wins. So the Saves are going to be there. Uh, agree with you about Josh Hader. Also throwing Liam Hendricks. Um, he's just been so consistent for the White Sox and, and for the Oakland A's. He's always at the top as far as saves leader. I think he finished third last year, if I'm not mistaken. I remember do having him for saves leader last year. So those are the two guys that I'm going to go with. Is Hendricks going to be good to go opening day? Uh, that's something I will look up. I thought he was going to be more well, kind of mid-season, maybe. I think he's got this little cancer thing going on, hasn't he? Yeah, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Like, so for me, I I grabbed him in like the late rounds of our fantasy baseball dynasty draft, like in the twenty-third yes. round. I thought it was an absolute steal because he is going to get plenty of opportunity, and he's been a very consistent closer. But I, I don't know if he's going to start the year um, until like June-ish. Yeah, I'm um, looking up right now. Dylan, um, Josh Hader, Josh Hader, what say you so far? Yeah, Josh Hader, uh, plus 800, I took. Um, you know, for someone we're accustomed to being kind of automatic, it was strange seeing him being traded last season. And, you know, he blew four saves last season. He uh, Career high, 5.22 ERA, 1.28 ERA. However, Hader did finish uh, last season looking like his normal South. He allowed just one earned run in his final 16 appearances. So, you know, I'm expecting another dominant performance in 2023. He ended last year in the 98th percentile strikeout rate, 97th percentile whiff rate. So as long as he has his command, uh, leading the leagues is, I think he has a really good shot at leading in saves. Another guy I like is Emmanuel Class A. I think he's one, he has one of the most filthiest thing uh, stuff in the majors as well. Uh, Guardians play a lot of close games as well. So I think he has some value as well. Uh, so Noah, so far, everyone's a little bit chalky. It's Hader or Class A. Is it one of those two for you? Yeah, it's Class A. That's my only guy. 
I think Dylan really just stole my analysis right at the end there. Like the Guardians play a ton of close games and he gets plenty of opportunities to get saves. Last year he was really good uh, in that department as well. And this year there's a reason why he's the number one favorite chalk. It's plus 600. I'll take it. Okay. Uh, we have, I believe, four more, four or five more um, markets to get to. We'll go to you. We'll stay on the bump here with the wins leader. Um, it's a tricky one now because this is really, really compressed. Um, you kind of got the top guys projected around about 14 wins. And then you can go way, way, way down the board and the, the, the projected sort of 10 or 11. So it won't take much to move the needle here. Uh, the two I came up with were uh, Framba Valdez um, at 16 to 1. I think it's just great value. He's, he's projected similar to a lot of the top boys, but he's, he's doubled the price. And then... Looking at the San Diego Padres and the fact I think they're going to go okay this season, I thought Blake Snell was a huge price. Now, Blake Snell's not someone I've been particularly keen on over the years. Um, he's just he's a bit of a nibbler, isn't he? But I think, given a full season and a full season behind this Padres lineup, I think he's just going to pick up wins. So if he can get some momentum going, uh, 50 to 1 about Blake Snell is a big price for me. Uh, in the wins market. Moonaf, do you have any uh, wins picks? Yeah, uh, so I just want to go back. I, I, I'm sorry, I meant Clay Holmes instead of uh, Liam Hendricks uh, for the Ah, okay. Uh, 25 to 1 for the Yankees. Uh, did have 20 slaves and I think about 62 innings pitch last year. And uh, I did check on Liam Hendricks. It looks like they expect him to be back in June, like Noah mentioned. So that's great news uh, for uh, Liam Hendricks personally, um, you know, dealing with uh, non uh, with the cancer that you know you guys mentioned, but as far as wins, uh, I'm I, I got to double down on Julio Urias, man. Uh, 20 wins two years ago, he had 17 last season uh, for the Dodgers. Uh, he should get the run support, obviously, when you had that type of lineup. I know uh, they they are going to be missing a couple guys that are not on this roster anymore with the Turners and the Cody Bellingers of the world. But again, there's more than enough to compensate with that when you have two former MVPs with Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman to you know produce runs for you. So I like Julio Urias uh, uh, to be wins leader. Um, and then I think you also got to look at Spencer Strider as well. I think that he's like, you know, I know Mal, you mentioned him for Cy Young or for strikeouts leader as well, but he's going to rack up the wins for, yeah, for the, for the Braves. And again, another team that has offense that provides run, run support as well. So those are the two guys, uh, both actually in the national league that I do like. Excellent. Uh, D rock on the wins market. Yeah, I'm going Alex Manoa. Like I said, I'm high on this Blue Jay team, plus 2,000 to lead the majors. I think it's just too good to pass up. Like I said, I'm high on them. I do expect him to win over 16 games like he did last season, maybe 20, 21 games, hopefully. He's a workhorse. You know, he finished with the ninth most innings, 196.2. He has a great arsenal. He's durable, and he has a great offense. I think that's the, the theme here. Yeah, we have to choose someone who has a great offense to back him up. Blue Jays have a great lineup. They have steady bullpen backing him up as well. So the kid coming ahead of West Virginia, I think he could lead the league uh, in mate and win. So at plus 2,000, I think that's a good bet. Noah, there's a lot of your picks coming out these central divisions here. I think we've got another one. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, no, not not central for me. Uh, for wins leader, I'm going. Oh, not this Max, one. I'm going with Max Freed. Um, I think he's a little bit more consistent and he's done it and he's been proven for longer than uh, Spencer Strider. We, I'm a little bit nervous on Strider. It could be a sophomore slump year. Um, 
And we saw it last year with Kyle Wright. Like, you just need a consistent arm in front of a really good offense. And the back end, the bullpen is, I mean, hard to beat. So you guys also had a couple of the guys that I had written down but kind of just went with freed over. I love the – I'll co-sign the Framber Valdez and the Julio Rios plays. I just went with a brave, and I chose freed uh, because of that offense. Like early on, I think the Astros scare me a little bit because – we don't know how healthy Alvarez is, and especially with Altuve with the broken thumb. And also with the Dodgers, um, that offense isn't as scary as it used to be. So I like I like the Braves ace here in Max Freed. Okay. Um, we will rattle through to – we'll take hits and RBIs together. Uh, kind of related markets here. Uh, for the hits, I've got one short, one big. Um, I said I wanted Bo Bichette in some markets. Um and hits uh, was the one for Bobichet for me. He's at a price of 10 to 1. But I've also written down Corey Seager here. I think Texas are going to do okay. Um, everything in Texas should just be a little bit more settled. And I think Seager's going to have a decent season. And he's live at 50 to 1. And in the RBI market, again, I was looking for players who were sort of projected similar tools but seem overpriced. And Manny Machado is overpriced. Um, going back to the going back to the Padre as well again, uh, 25 to 1 Manny Machado on the RBI list. And if the Padres can put it together, uh, Machado is going to be at the centre of that. So they would be my picks. Uh, Dylan hits and RBIs. Yeah, we'll start with the hits. Uh, I'll gladly take 13 to 1 on last season's hit leader, Freddie Freeman. He had 199 hits uh, last season. You know, he has a great approach. I think one of the best in the game. He always goes for that left center gap. You know, he's a doubles machine. He ended uh, with the league bets last year, 47 doubles. And, you know, Trey Turner, he is the favorite at plus 600. He had the second most hits last season, and now he's going to a hitter-friendly ballpark like Citizens Bank Park. So I, I see why it's 6-1, to one, but, you know, I'll put my money on Dodgers first baseman. I think he'll rack up more, especially now he doesn't have to worry about the shift. So I, I like Freddie Freeman uh, at 13-1 to one for a hits leader. And an RBI, I really didn't want to back a Brave here, but uh, I'm avoiding <laughs> Aaron Judge and what I think he'll take a small step back after last season, but... I'm going to go Austin Riley, 12 to 1. You know, uh, after last season, he had 38 home runs. He drove in 21, uh, 21st most RBIs with 93. And I just expect him to build off. He saw career best in barrel rate, exit velocity, hard hit rate, whiff rate, at his own swing rate. You know, he was a bit unfortunate. 21 of his 38 home runs were solo shots in a loaded Braves lineup. So I think he gets a little better fortune with some two-run, three-run shots this year. So I think he's going to see a good deal at-bats with runners in scoring position. So someone who sat in the 98th percentile in slugging last year, I think he's going to take advantage of those situations. So Austin Riley, RBI leader, 12-1, to and Freddie Freeman hit leader, 13-1. to Okay, love both of those. Um, solid arguments, Dylan. Uh, Moonaf, what have you got? Yeah, I have the same two guys as you for hit leader, Bo Bichette what? and uh, Corey Seager. I, I think Corey Seager is really going to benefit from uh, the new rules, obviously, with the defensive shit being banned. He was the one guy, or he was, I'm sorry, at the top of the list of most hits taken away due to the shift. Um, so I think that, you know, he can pile up another, what, 50? 
maybe anywhere from 30 to 50 more hits. Uh, so Corey Seager as well, 50 to one, I think is great value. Uh, Boba Shed, like you mentioned also around now he's down to eight to one RBIs. I'm going to go with Goldie, uh, Paul Goldschmidt, 25 to one um, with that. I think that Cardinals lineup and that batting order is just going to be really good. There's going to be a lot of opportunities for him to bring in guys, um, whether it's via doubles, singles, home runs, we know that Goldschmidt can do it all. I also go with Jose Ramirez at I think it was around twelve to one as well. Uh, the guy's just a hit machine. He produces RBIs. Last season he had I believe one hundred and fifteen or one hundred twenty-five, one hundred twenty-six last year for Jose Ramirez. So um, I'll go with those two guys for RBIs. Okay, uh, Noah, wrap up the hits and RBIs markets for us. Yeah, I'm going chalk in both of them. Starting off with the hits, I'm going with Freddie Freeman. He's been at the top of this category in the each of like the last four years, um, or near the top, not really in the leader uh, last year for sure. I know that. But Freddie Freeman, with the loss of Trey Turner, is really going to have to step up for the Dodgers in this order. Um, and in doing that, I think he's going to rack up the same amount of hits as he usually does, and that's going to put him right in the top of the race here. Um, and then for the RBIs, give me Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, I think that lineup, I'm not nervous about the lineup. I'm a little bit more nervous about the pitching than the lineup. Um, so I think plenty of people will get on base for him, and he's going to lead the league in RBIs. I have him at 10-1. to 1. Um, So the next market we're going to look at is the prestigious one, the home run leader. Um, and following on from Noah's pick there, um, a lot of those RBIs, Noah, are going to come from Vladdy home runs because uh, Vlad is my pick uh, for the home run market. 12 to 1, a little bit of regression from Judge maybe, uh, who's a clear favourite. Um, but yeah, give me Vladdy, he's due. He's, he's going to explode one of these seasons. He's going to put it all together. Uh, and this is it. Big, strong boy. Vladdy's going to hit the most out. Uh, I will take him at 12 to 1, Muna. Right there with you, Vladdy. I think that's the, the dimensions that we talked about with Johnny when we did the AL East uh, preview with in, in, what is it, Rogers Stadium, is it? Or is it Rogers Center? Rogers uh, Center. Yeah, in uh, Toronto there with the new dimensions down in right field. I think, again, it's going to benefit guys like uh, Vladdy, Bobachet, uh, George Springer, those type of players, or, or sorry, yeah, players. And Vlad's been there, man. We know he has the power. He can get it done. So at 12 to 1, pretty good value there. Um, and then I'm going to also go down the list a little bit. A couple of brave guys I do like. Matt Olson, 19 to 1. I think that's pretty good value there. Uh, and then a little further down the list, I had to put in Rafael Devers somewhere, 35 to 1 to be home run leader as well. Um, we've agree- agreed on quite a few things here, Moon. Do you think that um, you've dragged me up to your level or have I dragged you down to my level? Which is it? I'm hoping with the two years that we've been together, I've, I've brought you you brought you up. Yeah, well, that's wrong. Uh, don't... <laughs> uh, no surprise we see Aaron Judge and the leader of the list, but I'm going to target another guy who I think has some value. You guys mentioned him earlier, Mike Trout, Captain America, 10-1. to 1. Despite only just playing 119 games last season, he was hurt, various injuries. Uh, he still found a way to hit 40 home runs, you know, marketing the third fewest games, which when someone hit at least 40 home runs. So I think if Trout can avoid missing chunks of time during the regular season, I think he has a real shot at leading the league in home runs. So 10 to 1, I'm going with Mike Trout here. And uh, Noah. So I hinted at this earlier with my MVP. MVP play Shohei Otani. I actually like him at the plate a little bit more than on the mound. Two years ago, 46 home runs. He was in second place for the home run leader. This year, 
He's not at the top of this market. He's at 15 to 1, and I love that price. I like a little bit of a bounce back here in the bombs category for him at the plate um, and a little bit of a regression here from Aaron Judge. Okay, love that. Um, stolen bases, this is going to be fun and a little bit of a trip into the unknown because we've got the we've got the new bases, we've got the new pickoff rules, etc. Um, so it's going to be like the Oklahoma land rush out there. Um, I'm high on Ronald Acuna. Um, I said he could have a 30-30 season. Uh, and if he can get 30-plus... Uh, stolen bases, which I think he's very capable of. Um, he could get 40. I think Acuna's great value, plus 550. Not a very imaginative pick, but I just think he's going to take the park and break off and go for it this year. Uh, Munaf, stolen bases. I think we know I have the same guy here, and I can't believe he's not the favorite. What? John Bertie. <sighs> if you look at what this guy did last year, 102 games that he played in, 41 stolen bases. The next guy on the list... Jorge uh, Mateo on the Baltimore Orioles played 150 games and he had 35 stolen bases. Definitely shop around uh, because there are some conflicting numbers out there. But, I mean, I am going to put a little bit more than I should on this number. Obviously, we talk about injuries and things like that. But for this guy to get 41 stolen bases in 102 games that he played last year and led the league, uh, I'm definitely going to be sprinkling all this for sure uh, more than usual. So that was my one pick uh, here for the Miami Marlins, uh, John Bertie. Retweet. Yeah, John Rudolph just said it's not a sexy name at all in John Bertie, but I mean, he only played 102 games and he led the league last year. I like him to do it again. I just don't think he's going to play. Unfortunately, he was um, what he did last year was historic. He was uh, he was setting historic pieces. I think, but Miami have improved a little bit, um, and they've they've added some players. And I just don't think he's going to get enough games. Um, but yeah, it doesn't take much in one injury or two to someone else, and all of a sudden he gets himself into an everyday role. So yeah, I'm certainly not going to put you off it. Um, yeah, I mean, we've seen how healthy Jazz Chisholm can stay, right? I mean, that's an infield spot that opens up and seems like every year that he's been in the league. Or th- This actual lineup for Miami is just a little bit out there. Like You have Joey Wendell at first base that, I mean, you can slide over Luis Arias there, and then that opens up the second base position. Jazz Chisholm's in the outfield. That's where Birdie could go. There's quite a few spots that he's not going to be like an everyday starter, but he played 102 games last year. We're not asking him to start every game. Yeah. Get us 40 bags, you know? Yeah, fair enough. Uh, don't you dare disparage uh, Team GB's Jazz Chisholm, though. That's uh, sacrilegious on this show. Um, Wait, he yes, this year? he would have done. Yeah, he played. He was there in spirit, like all of us. We were all out there. Um, stolen base leader, Dylan. It's all right, Malcolm. I'm on your side. I took Ronald Junior too, plus five hundred. You, uh, you guys mentioned John Birdie incredible season 41 bags in 102 games uh plus 2000 i don't know what you uh Munoff and noah got at it i saw plus 2000 but i'm gonna roll chalk plus 500 despite returning from an ac injury that cost him you know the back half of 2021 he sold 29 bags i was seventh in the mlb in 119 games 
and Acuna is coming off one of the highest on base percentage, top 10 in base sailors. And assuming he could play 140, 150 games while being another year removed from the ACL, I think we could see like 35, 40 bag season from him as well. I think it's definitely attainable. Plus, he was in the 88th percentile in sprint speed last year, 95th in percentage expected weight on base average. So I think he's going to have ample opportunities to steal a lot of bags. I understand why you guys are going with Birdie, but I'm going to go, I'm going to side with Mal. Man. Uh, yeah. Just another shout out is just the team, uh, the Baltimore Orioles. They're the most aggressive on the base pass, yeah. especially last year. You had the two guys up at the top of the leaderboard and Jorge Mateo and Cedric Mullins. Mullins is going to get on base more than Mateo, but Mateo is more aggressive on the base pass. But in general, the Orioles, they have the green light whenever they want. And that's a good team to back. If you find like, somebody deeper down that still has some speed and you do a little bit of extra research and you you, you like that number go ahead and take an oriole because they are aggressive second and third yeah. last year between those two guys mm-hmm. uh, i would say something about the d-backs as well colbin carroll maybe alec thomas and other names in there as well um the final market we're going to touch on i couldn't find a market for this over here so it's a blank for me but we're looking at the runs leader moon so um, I can't find one. So you would have picked the same as me anyway. So what have we got? Trey Turner, 12 to 1. Um, nice. Again, the guys, yeah, he's, uh, we already talked about it. When I talked about it for MVP, not going to regurgitate everything. But uh, with the guys behind him, with Kyle Schwarber there, eventually when they get Bryce Harper back, um, and the guys will, he's going to score runs. And we've seen him do it all throughout his career. So 12 to 1, I think that was pretty good value for uh, Trey Turner for runs leader. Uh, Dylan, did you have a runs, man? Yeah, I had Juan Soto plus 800. You know, he really didn't live up to the hype after getting traded to the Padres at the deadline. But, you know, he's too good of a hitter not to bounce back in a big way. You know, he only hit 236. He struck out 34 times in 52 games with the Padres. But, you know, I think he'll be more consistent this year. He ended uh, last season with the sixth highest on-base percentage. And with RBI machines, like you guys mentioned, Manny Machado, they signed Xander Bogarts, likely hitting behind him. You know, I, I think Soto could very well lead the league and run scored uh san diego they're projected you guys are high on them this season so you know there's many alternatives to betting on this team so in my 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 way of betting on the padres this year i think juan soto at plus 800 as the run leader yeah finding things involving padres was it was something i definitely looked for uh noah um juan soto yeah for me i was trying to fit juan soto more into some of these categories but he's just so chalky everywhere else and yeah. runs leader he's going to be batting i th- roster resource has him listed second on fan graphs um behind xander bogarts but also in front of uh, a couple of our other rbi bats and it's it's a contract year for juan soto and that's why i like it most and i think he does have a really good bounce back year because the guy wants to get paid okay um right that's the the, the end of the player player markets i'm going to ask you boys to give me one more pick here and the pick i'm going to ask you is a world series prediction who's going to win and who are they going to beat um moon you can lead us off yeah i'm really high on this braves team coming into this year i have them coming out of the national league um i mean the pitching we talked about it the lineup uh they have just so many great guys from one through seven uh, we talked a lot about the sean murphy pickup in the offseason for him to come play catcher uh from the o- oakland a's uh love the braves coming out uh, of the national league american league i think this is a year that the toronto blue jays get over the hump um we talked about how they've made the uh shift uh of 
uh, outfielders being more defensive guys. Uh, they had to trade away Teoscar Hernandez. They traded away Lourdes uh, Guriel. Uh, so, uh, I mean, you still have George Springer. You still have Boba We talked about Vlad, uh, Matt Chapman at the top of this lineup. One through six, uh, Alejandro Kirk is another underrated hitter in that lineup. Um, and the pitching is going to be there as well for this team. So uh, I, I think that it's going to be Blue Jays and the Braves in the World Series. I'm going to take the Braves in six games to uh, be the champion again in, what, two times in three years. Okay, Braves and six over the Blue Jays. Dylan, what do you make of that? Who's who's your pick? So out of the American League, it's probably chalky. I'm going to go with the Astros getting out. You know, I'm high on Christian Javier. I think Framber Valdez, Munoff said he's going to have another big year. Uh, the injury to Jose Altuve doesn't really concern me. I think he'll be back in about two months. Jeremy Pena, he's amazing. His second year coming in now. So I like them to get back to the World Series and to repeat in seven games over the St. Louis Cardinals. I was listening to the the preview with Minty when she came on with you, with Munoff and Malcolm and she kind of sold me on the the Cardinals. I think they have the best lineup in the in the division. Noah's right. I think the Brewers do have the best uh, rotation, but hitting wise, I just think the Cardinals are just far above a lot of teams. And I think they get past the Dodgers. I think the Mets are going to have a down year and they just have to get through the Braves, I think. So uh, Cardinals, they get to the World Series, but they lose in seven back to back champions for the Astros. Okay. Noah, same question. World Series prediction, please. All right, so I have a message for the entire American League. They out for Houston. They got Houston. Hey, he squeezed it in. Until they knock off the Astros. You got to take the Astros to win the American League. But I'm going to go away from them to win it all. I have the Braves winning it all. I think this is a complete team. Um, You know, I, I think overall the lineup does have a little bit more holes than normal with the Atlanta Braves with a shortstop position and a couple of outfield spots. But overall, this team with the good young lineup, a good young starting pitching rotation, and a great bullpen, give me the Braves to win it all over the Astros. It's a little chalk, but that's where I'm at this year. Okay, the, my two World Series candidates. I took my favorite two prices, um, the two the two prices that I thought were the best value for money, and I have got the Tampa Bay Rays um, taking on the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, the Rays is a very, very, very tight div- division. You could throw a blanket over those top three finishers: Yankees, Blue Jays, and Rays. Um, but the Rays are just far too big a price. You've got the Yankees at eights, the Blue Jays at nines. Give me the Rays at 22 to one. Um, when really they're all going to finish within two or three games of each other. Um, and yeah, like love the Cardinals. We've, we've talked a lot about the Cardinals today. And I love that lineup. It's, they, they remind me a little bit of what, what we thought Toronto were going to be a couple of years ago. We said this line was young, it was set, and in three or four years, it's going to be great. Hasn't quite happened for them. Um, like I say, Munaf fancies them to maybe get it done this year. But I think the Cardinals look pretty solid. Um, so, yeah, the Tampa Bay Rays over the cards uh, for me. And I think, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is where I ask Munaf to remind me what we've forgotten to do because I always forget stuff and Munaf has to remind me. But I think we might have cracked it, Munaf. No, I think we covered it all. What are we doing? Wow. 
tomorrow yeah come back same time tomorrow we're going to do a little world series draft um we've already started bickering over the draft order um so i'm sure that'll continue once we've stopped recording but yeah world series draft tomorrow so some world series picks uh before we get into the uh wednesday night pick show uh for opening day so that's really really exciting um Thank you, everyone who's joined in the YouTube uh, chat. Dylan and Serial, um, Phil, there's some new names in there as well. So we do appreciate it. Uh, like I say, tell a friend uh, to tell a friend. Uh, Dylan, thank you very much. You're back tomorrow for the World Series draft. You excited? Oh, I'm super excited. Uh, crunching the numbers up right now, getting the model ready for <laughs> opening day. But uh, yeah, can't wait. And uh, yeah, check out the merch store. I have a hoodie on right now and uh, probably going to order some more for the MLB season. We got seven months. Okay. No, I say something. Something. <laughs> something. And mood off. Anything before we go? Uh, no, I think we covered everything again. Just uh, we're a couple of days away from the season. So if you haven't already subscribed to the YouTube channel on the MLB Gambling Podcast, follow the Twitter account at SG or yeah, MLB and SGP or something like that. Uh, no one knows better. Uh, but again, yeah, now is the time as uh, if ever to tune into the MLB Gambling Podcast. Yeah. Twitter page MLB SGPN. Go give us a follow. We'll be posting some highlights throughout the year. Okay, I am waving my pink hand at Phil in the chat. He was waving his pink hand back at us. Uh, yeah, thanks, everyone. Uh, same time tomorrow, smashing week coming up on the MLB Gambling Podcast. Um, I'm guessing we're all as excited as each other. So we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>